We'll make that work. I think I had it. In the uh, in the words of who is it? Is that Madonna? No, it's Britney. You better work, bitch. That is Britney. How how would you not know that? That's that's your. It's been a weird week, girl, man. man. How how has it been a weird week, man? I don't know because it's been it's been actually a pretty great week. I've just been uh, overindulged, man. I got Animal Crossing. I got Doom Eternal. Um, did that? That was awesome. Uh, we did this. F- I'm trying not to curse as much. I don't know why. It's a thing. Are we gonna shoot? Let's do this shoot. Oh yeah, I I didn't know if we were doing this episode and it's rolling in. I was gonna quietly shoot. <laughs> no, we're, we're rolling. All right, and we'll see what what makes cuts. All right, but this probably will. Cheers, boys. Salute. I. Two, I'm also trying to cut down on cursing in my uh, second episode of the Pretentious Show. Only one curse word, and it was a direct quote. I stopped myself from just interjecting it for spacing. Well, good. I hope that I'm going to try to work on that as well. Uh, I'm sure someone will still slip. I'll probably fail in this endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get heated at one point, and a motherfucker will come out. It's just going to happen. And that, he'll just like come out of the closet next to your, not you specifically, but like a dude that has sex with other people's mothers is just going to be like, hey, I'm here. They're so obnoxious. I've got like a closet of motherfuckers and that's all they do is just brag about all the mothers they're fucking. It's like, yeah, we get it. Quiet. <laughs> like I got work to oh, yeah, do. We get it. I used to be able to get away from them and go to the office, but this work at home order, man, geez. All the time with these motherfuckers, am I right? <laughs> Mike, are you working from home yet? <laughs> no. That'll never happen. Like, so you just seal yourself in your little office with uh, wipes and all? Yeah, somebody comes in my office and as soon as they walk out, it's Lysol. Yeah? Man, you go hard. Mm-hmm. All day or day. I respect it. I respect it. I've just been bunker lifestyle for like Three weeks now. <laughs> how's how's that been? Are are you doing pretty okay with it? Yeah, I'm a hermit in general. Anyways, I like sitting around doing diddly squat. Yeah. The weirdest thing I found, man, is uh, I don't know why, but I have I'm having just a heck of a time getting back into streaming. Huh? Do you, is it? It's, it's like a. Is it the? Is it the move? Is it since the move? Or I think so. Still, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And just make, I don't know. I feel real weird. I don't feel comfortable. I, I don't know if I just need to like sit down and shut up and like do it <laughs> and get like the system back, you know? I don't know. Something's got to happen. I think, you know, I think a good, oh, I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know what typically helps me when I'm not feeling it like that? What? Take my pants off. <laughs> really? I already hang out and like, dude, I haven't worn. Anything except for basketball shorts in like two and a half weeks, man. No lie. It's been pretty great. I Micah, you're a basketball short aficionado like me. For real. Like that's the first thing I change into as soon as I come home. Right. As soon as I do. Ryan's a pajama pants man. No. Yeah. Dress pants come off, basketball shorts go on. Have you always been a pajama pants boy, Ryan? Uh no, I mean I had different phases. <laughs> I've I've gone through a what? bunch of different things. Like 
I think up until like maybe 12 or 13, I just go around the house and just underwear. Sure. I you did know, too. Like whitey tighties underwear. <laughs> oh no, no, not whitey tighties. No. I, I can't do that. Mad I, I got to have, thick, I got to have the room to breathe. Yeah. I, I do. I, yeah. I do a boxer brief now, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. So now. You're still a boxer guy. I yeah. was boxer, now I'm boxer brief. That's the thing. I don't care. It's just whatever is fitting me at the time. I'm not loyal to anything. <laughs> For me, it's whatever makes my package look the biggest. What are those? <laughs> I tell you, I don't know. If you find them, let me know, because I'm a little, a little, a little help over here. To quote Bono, you still haven't found what you're looking for? Nah, man, I need uh, I need some cucumbers. All you need is love. <laughs> That's also Bono. Is it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. It suddenly is a thousand times more pretentious now. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like you too. Uh, you do? I don't disagree. <laughs> Why? They, no, they're super pretentious, but I still like them. Uh, they've got, I can't get into They've them, got man. good melodies. I don't know. I dig it. I they're, dig it. They're uh, they're better than the Beatles. Oh, that's the... I'd like you to. No, I won't go that far. No. Do either of you guys like Coldplay? I legit like their first maybe two albums. Like the Rush of Blood to the Head. I would take, I would take them the over head. the Beatles as well. <laughs> Mike is just stirring the pot. I mean, here's <laughs> the thing. You're not going to stir a pot with me because it's fine. That's like your opinion, man. Yeah. Like that's my philosophy. I don't that's I don't like care. Your opinion, man. <laughs> it's just like whatever, man. <laughs> ah. You know we did do something kind of hip, cool and new this weekend that uh Ryan was around for a bit. Micah, were you there? Did you go to movie night? Uh no. No. I don't I know what I was were. doing. It's Saturday night. That's usually family night for you. Yeah, that's probably what I was doing. I don't remember, though. I can't remember but this we, morning, to be honest. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> we uh, we did our first uh, Netflix quarantine movie party. Mm-hmm. And uh, I rather enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, it's this new thing called a Netflix party. I, I don't know if it's actually new. It just kind of exploded when everybody couldn't leave their house. Uh, but yeah. you can watch... A Netflix movie or show in like a giant group chat room. And uh, it's pretty fun. It was a really good yeah. time. We watched the first Naked Gun. And uh, it had been a long time since I'd seen that movie. It still held up pretty well, man. I disagree. And this is why I bounced out, man. I was not yeah. feeling it. Laura was really not feeling it. And Leslie Nielsen's oh, noises and <laughs> all of it. She was just not feeling it. And, uh, it was, uh, but I enjoyed, I it was very good. I very much slapstick. enjoyed the comment section and getting to see like people react to the movie. And, uh, some people watch the movie for the first time and really enjoy it was fun. I can't wait to introduce people to other movies going forward. I think there's going to be some good well, stuff. Well, I've I've put a poll up for uh, for this week for Saturday, and so far, Trimmers is in the nope. lead. So. I last I checked, it was tied with Hot Rod. And guess what? Back to Hot I'm Rod. I'm Team Hot Rod, guys. 
Let's I know. Make I put it on there for run. you. I know. I know. I put it on there for you. I, I appreciate I, that. I, I'll be honest. I picked the movies. I'm a fan of all four of them. I think they're all great. I would watch any of them, and that's why I picked all four. I was like, yeah, you guys pick from this. So we mentioned so. Tremors and Hot Rod. What were the other two? It's Austin Powers okay. and Step Brothers. And Step Brothers. And last I remembered, Austin Powers is in the lead. So if you want to see Austin Powers and you're in for that. Austin Powers is I'm in sorry, the sorry, lead? I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. The time last place. Last place. Uh, yeah. Far behind. My bad. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to see Austin Powers. Apparently. was a little surprising to me. I really thought that might have been uh, Step Brothers that would have been put in last place there. I'm. People love Step Brothers, man. Well, I'm surprised. I thought maybe because it was so recent, they'd go for like, oh, well, I'm not seeing, you know, that movie in forever. Let's do that. Like Lethal Weapon or something. I don't know. I, I found Step Brothers is one of those movies where uh, you ask people, like, what are their favorite comedies? And that one is one that comes up a lot, like pretty frequently and consistently, I feel. A lot of people really like Step Brothers. And it's pretty broad. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't like anything really enjoy stepbrothers so i think it yeah i think broad's a good term it has something in it for everybody there's like a certain type of humor for everyone in that movie micah you love will ferrell don't you he's okay (laughs) i mean it just depends like some of his stuff he's he's not as good like in my opinion as like adam sandler Really? Yeah. Like, still to this day? Because I think, head-to-head, Will Ferrell's work is better than Adam Sandler's. I I agree and disagree with both of your statements to, like, different extents. I mean, if I was... If you're going, like, comedian versus serious role, like, I would even put Jim Carrey above both of those. I, I agree there. Yeah, I probably would, too. Like I've really got into uh, Jim Carrey's new show, the uh, kidding, the one where he's me- yeah, with where he's making fun of like Mister Rogers, yeah. essentially. Yeah, the it, it was uh, created. The first episode, at least, was directed uh, by Michelle Gondry. It looked fantastic. I never got around to it, but you 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 really like it. Yeah, season two just ended uh, last two weeks, three weeks ago. It's really really well done. Nice. Micah, you're way more into TV than movies. Do you have like a reason why? Because because going and renting movies costs money. Yeah, I mean, is that really what it was? TVs, TV, technically costs money too. I mean, when you but you have HBO and like Netflix and stuff, and movies exactly, are there. Yeah. yeah, and I'll watch them, but I prefer like. The long drawn out story versus like a quick one one and a half hour hitter where there's so much room left for interpretation on most stuff. Where with a, a TV show, they really get into a lot of backstory. Sure, a TV show is a lot more like a book. Yeah, that's fair. A movie's. I don't know. You, you can do is, a lot more with characters lo- in the TV show. And it's, it yes. really gives shine to writing and characters. And arcs. Yeah, as opposed to and spectacles and, and big or quick arcs. Uh, easily digestible arcs. And there's something about with a TV show like 
especially like some of the shows me and Ryan were talking about the other day, like trying to, you're trying to solve a thing over a span of time versus trying to solve a thing in two hours. Yeah. So like a mystery show can get a lot more complex. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like um, lost, for example, or, you know, like, um, I was thinking detective. Yeah. Something like that. Like there's something that you're, you're actively trying to, trying to solve as a viewer versus a movie is just like what is it uh that that brian and and dave do hitting the fucking when you're using the heavy hand like they they almost oh they almost clue you in just to make sure you're not stupid mm-hmm. enough to miss it yeah true um that is one of the things that i like about just tv in general and i've discussed it a couple times on the show, I loved when Lost was like still airing, like yes. going on the Lost message boards and all that stuff, and like really going through lores and like mm-hmm. everybody throwing out their ideas of what's going on. And it, yeah. it's this weird online community based around shows that I really get involved with with TV shows, especially. Yeah. Because um, I get like a movie; it's all it's all there. Like, I, yeah, there might be a twist yeah. or a surprise, but you know it at the end of it. Whereas a TV show, like, you know something's going to happen next week and it's just going to, you're going to think about so much in that time. It's great. Mm-hmm. And if you think <laughs> about it, like t- yeah. TV finales, like season finales and series finales and stuff like that, there's such a build to them anymore where like, what's the, the most recent build as far as a movie goes like Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I would put an asterisk when you're saying most movies don't have like that two hour arc where it's done. The exception I think is, is the Marvel cinematic universe right now. And that's why I dig it because the same reason you're talking about lost and getting on the message boards and like predicting where things are going. That's what I'm doing with like comic knowledge is, Oh shit. All right, Taskmasters and Black Widow. How are they going to work this in? How are they going to do Yelena uh, Belovich? Well, I know she's going to be this in the comics. Can she be this here? Uh, how would they work that in? Uh, it's the same kind of thing. But otherwise, I would say, yeah, you're right. Most movies, it's it's the two to three hours and then you're done. Easy, easy resolution. Maybe, maybe a trilogy if you're lucky. And by, and by that point, most trilogies feel like tacked on and you stop caring by that point. Like, nobody cares about Neo or Trinity at the end of Matrix 3. But, I'm but so now we're going to care for Matrix 4. I guess. We'll see. We will uh, for sure find and out. And Terminator's right. Terminator's another one that's just been fucking languishing around. Avatar, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, we're getting sequels to that, and we don't we don't need it. There's so many, so many. I don't think many people cared that much about the first one. Like it, everybody saw it. Yeah. But <sighs> have you ever heard anybody say that like Avatar is even in like their top five? No. Or top ten. It's no. It's so bland and so by the numbers. Like I, here's the thing. I do not disagree with you at all, but we live in a world where the Transformers movies keep happening and keep making money. So I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's cynical. I see Avatar 2 coming out whenever the hell it does next year, and it's going to make all the fucking money. It's going to make 
a billion dollars again, and it's going to prove that, like, I don't know shit about um, the populace, and that when I expect them to learn and do better, they don't. That's well, like you, the, the the problem though is all the movies are so tropish that they follow like you said it's very paint by the numbers for everything so yeah. you you can figure out the resolution if you're a smart viewer mm-hmm. you can figure out the resolution you know quarter of the way through the movie halfway through the movie where there's still TV shows out there taking risk and doing yeah. weird things and trying to keep you on your toes I mean the last movie that I watched that I was actively like what the fuck is going to happen throughout all of this was probably what us maybe. Well, that's a good example. Um, And that's why uh, that's where my point would be. I think you're right uh, with, I think it's, uh, it's about money. It's about um, the more money, the more budget you have, the more kind of paint by numbers you have to be in order to hit that wide target. You want as many people to see it so you can recoup that money. But the lower budget you have, the more independent you get, so to speak, I think the more creative you can get. So you go to a Jordan Peele movie, those are 5 to $10 million tops. They're going to be creative and weird and different because he doesn't have to follow the rules. He doesn't care about like appealing to everybody. He can appeal to a small number, make all that money back. And that's what indies for indie games do that indie movies indie tv shows i say tv shows to the large extent are just or have been before um indie movies were like a big thing with noah Baumbach. i think him and wes anderson were like the the resurgence of the indie film but before that it was tv tv was like the indie movies that was sopranos right sopranos is like that first big drama the shield these shows where you just had like intense, like deep characters, but not like huge budgets. They weren't like expensively yeah, shot yeah, shows. Yeah, like Blue back in the day too. Yeah, yeah. You would just, uh, yeah. It was kind of a. It is more of a. Uh, indep- I never looked at it that way, but like The Sopranos would be totally an independent movie. It would, but just told very, very long form. Uh, Breaking Bad, even. There's not a lot of. Big spectacle to Breaking Bad. If you think about it, there might be like one big set piece a season, and then everything is usually talking. There's an episode of Breaking Bad where they just try to get a fly out of the room, and it's a fantastic episode, but you know how much money that episode costs? Probably fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. It was just clever camera angles. That CGI fly was expensive as hell. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe they got it secondhand. <laughs> fucking around. There was like a Walking Dead, like they had some CG fly and a zombie, and they're like, here you go, you can use this model. I bet you that was a very cheap episode. But that would be my point, too. I think sometimes the cheapest things that are forced to really work within a confine end up being the most creative and, like, special things. Hey, you know what we're talking about today is none of those things. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a nice little <laughs> intro. If you don't like it, oh well. Oh well. Uh, we are talking the about the absolute complete opposite of that. This is the big budget. The glut. Actually, we're only talking about a small part of it, though. Uh, Micah, as our guest, you lovely, lovely bastard. What are we talking about today? Um, can we address the bigger elephant in the room? 
Of course, whatever elephant you want, baby. Not, not the thing in your pants, please. This is uh, a kid-friendly <laughs> show. This is not true. It's not kid-friendly in the slightest bit. Not at all. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to rack my brain, and I can't remember other than the, uh, the YouTube's appearance. Is this the first time I've been on your show? No. Uh, Did I do another one? Yeah, because I was just thinking about it the other day. I know. You were on... It was Sony yeah. Movie September. That's, That's right. right. But there was another time, I feel, that we've had just Micah on. That's sad, and I wasn't stoned, so I shouldn't no. remember that. <laughs> but yeah, you're definitely on for Stoner Movie September. I feel like uh, I addressed that earlier. Episode. I don't remember anything. I don't think you were, though. <laughs> we were trying to get you on for an episode of The Goods, if I remember correctly. Is that Does that the sound goods, right? Because of the salesman. You were supposed to be on The Hunger Games. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember the goods. You were you were definitely is that Jeremy Piven? Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's a movie about salesmen, uh, and and Mike is a salesman, and I think that was the link, if I remember correctly. Am I? Okay. <laughs> That's I are you? remember. Uh, <laughs> am I? <laughs> Micah has is it? Did you recommend two Robin Williams movies? <laughs> oh, I, I definitely recommended. Um, walk. You did what dreams may come. I almost said walk to remember. Yeah, yeah. You did what dreams may come. And we did, we didn't like that. There was another one though that you. And it was we also a did not weird like it. one. I don't remember, but it looks what so was weird. It? it was like uh, like it had a number in the title or something. It was like Psycho Zero or something, and it was just weird technicolor shots and robin williams was maybe a serial killer one hour photo it wasn't one hour photo it was something similar to that i can't remember either i i can't remember either but it was something i've never seen before before micah you brought it up to us it was one of his williams very i guess i would say maybe his most least known title do you ever feel just really dumb when you say Micah's name? Like somebody thinks that you forgot his last Mike, name. Like uh, his name is just Mike. <laughs> this is my buddy Micah. Yeah, Mike what? <laughs> no, it's, it's Micah. Yeah, Mike uh, what? Like what? <laughs> I'm doing a bit on your name, Micah. It's killing. Fantastic fit. It's crushing. <laughs> oh, it happens. It happens consistently to the point I just... I, I don't even pay attention anymore. I, when I call people for work and they're like, okay, so I come in and ask for Mike. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That's me. The only other also, movie, only other Robin Williams movie that I see that I would have recommended would have been Final Cut. That may have been it. I think that was it. It looked really weird. We did. I yeah, don't think we a, ended up watching it. I think we chose the other one instead, which maybe ended yeah, up being the strange. <laughs> It's a strange one. <laughs> now, are you... All right, so here's our question. When we did these episodes, we had a lot of speculation. Oh, why did Micah pick these? Is it because he loved these movies? Or is it because he wants us to do, like, weird, strange ones and be like, react to the what the fuckness of it? No, so my issue, and we've talked about this before, like, I, I was a manager at Blockbuster for a little bit. Mm. And so... You know, we would always get the like the early releases back then, and I've watched fucking everything. I didn't care anything that was coming out. I would watch, and so I would watch some of these like 
B and C movies with some of these bigger actors. And I was like, Oh, that was pretty interesting. Or, Oh, that was fucking horrible as shit. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> That's how I got introduced to independent movies myself. Like I rented one. And then the thing with these movies, uh, what they do is, especially back in the rental days, they put like seven trailers before the movie for all of their other little independent releases that they also had. Mm-hmm. So then I'd see all these other fucking crazy movies that I wanted to watch. So I'd like, I'd write them down. I remember taking notebooks into like family videos and blockbuster, like with all these other little weird movies I wanted to check out on it. And I found a lot of movies that way. Speaking Same. of uh, a weird ass fucking B movies. I watched one on Netflix this week it called, was called the platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called the platform. <laughs> And yeah, I would, I finished it because I was so like, all right, well, I, I you said you hated this thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, this movie has to go somewhere. Something has to happen. And, I kind of want to watch it now too. And then an hour and a half later, I was like, well, that was probably the worst movie I've ever fucking watched in my life. Could, could you Which is crazy and saying summarize a lot. it? Like, could you give like a synopsis yeah. of it? So it's, um, it's a du- an English dubbed movie to start off with. Okay, so, so it's foreign. Uh, Do you know what it's a what, foreign movie. from what country? I'm assuming German. Okay, from the like the the looks of it and everything, but I didn't didn't I didn't do any kind of research. Okay, um, but because he hated this thing. <laughs> that was the thing though. Like I watched it because I was intrigued enough to see how it ended, and then when it it ended, I was like. Well, that was fucking stupid. That was a huge waste. So I hated it, yes, but I finished it. So that says something. Um, I'm big on watching movies with subtitles just because I'm also deaf. I can't fucking remember anything and I'm deaf. So we're going for a trifecta soon. Pause. Does that mean watching movies like English movies with subtitles on or or foreign movies with subtitles? You're both, cool with both. Like, Anything I watch it has subtitles. Okay, cool. Um, but the problem I know a with lot this, of that way. the problem with this one was the English dubbing did not match up with the English subtitles. Oh, uh, so that's fucking weird. I had to t- I had to turn the subtitles off because the of course the English dubbing isn't going to match up to what the the actors are saying on screen. Like their their lips didn't match the words. But then to have the words not match the subtitles on top of it was really a mind fuck. So I just had to turn that shit off. Um, but as far as synopsis goes, it's essentially a prison and there's, um, there's a debate throughout the whole movie about how many levels this prison has. Okay. But you start at the top and they have what's called the platform that's in the middle and all it's it's filled with food like this platform is filled with food for all the people in this jail as it's essentially a jail platform moves down to level one you've got a person on each side they can eat as much or as little food as they want they have they have five minutes or whatever it is to eat and then platform lowers down to two level two same thing eat as much or as little as you want five minutes goes down to three and so Basically, the it's a, a struggle of do we eat, do the people up high eat as much as they want and then fuck everybody that's way down here? Or do we 
okay. try to convince everybody to eat the same, the same, the same. And then when the platform's not there, it's just a big empty ass hole. So you can see up, you can see down. People will jump in the hole because they don't get any food. So they give up. Um, so it seems like a pretty on the nose social commentary. Yeah, and the like the the character that you follow is like trying to work the system and convince everybody to share, and then every thirty days you change level. So, like at the start of the movie, he's on level forty two, then he goes up to level six, then he's down to like level one twenty eight, and then he goes back up to level four. Like, yeah. it there's no there's no reason or rhyme as to what level you're on. Huh. So. It just you you move around, but yeah, the social commentary of it is: do you glutton yourself up here because you're above everybody, mm-hmm. or do you share that way when you're down here? Now all the food at least gets to you. Yeah, it sounds a lot like the cell. Yeah, I had thoughts of that too. In a way, yeah. The especially the different floors guys- and being stuck somewhere where you you're not sure where it's at and. If you guys were in prison, how many times a day do you think you'd crank it? Zero, because I would like have shipped myself immediately slash hung myself. <laughs> You're totally yeah. pulling Epstein? Well, no, because I would have killed myself. <laughs> oh! <All right. laughs> I'd be the guy I'd be it. the guy hoping I was on 60 Days In, like over there giving like the emergency signal. Like, come get me out. <laughs> <laughs> You're just watching everybody else to see if they have the signal, so you're also doing it. Yeah, like everybody, you just copy what everybody else does. Like some dude just scratches his nose. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get me, me too, man. I'm sorry. Come get me. Come get me. Come get me. <laughs> I changed my answer. Uh, if I was in jail, I would immediately just blame that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So you guys want to talk about Tiger King a little bit? I, you guys both fell in love with this show. I like can. I also 90% don't of have America. to yeah, because everybody's talking about it. I don't have to, but I can. Yeah, we can keep putting off and telling everybody what we're covering today and talk about Tiger King. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, we totally took an elephant in the room divergence and we haven't gone back yet. That's true. I feel like what we're going to say about the episode topic today is pretty understood. Um so let's talk about that bitch Carol Baskin, guys. <laughs> okay. Tell me the fuck about Tiger King and why it ha- has encapsulated America. Well, can I first ask you a question, Kyle? And yeah, uh, I would like to know how familiar with you... How, nope, those are not words. How familiar are you with the Tiger King so far? Like, you've seen a trailer, you just, you've seen memes. What's your exposure to I've it? I've seen... All the memes, and I feel I have the story figured out. Can I meme it for you guys, and you tell me how correct I am? Yeah, okay, I'm down for that. Sure, let's let's, let's do that. You guys cool with that? Yeah. Have you finished it, Ryan? Right, so, yeah. Okay. Have you? All right. So literally, yeah. all I have seen for real is memes. I've seen maybe five minutes of an episode total, walking through with Mandy watching it. I literally is <laughs> all from the memes. So. The hero of our story is a man named Joe Exotic, who is a gay. D- uh, when I say hero, I don't mean like. <laughs> All right, yes, yeah. I understand. I know we're gonna wait to the end to call Kyle <laughs> out on all his wrongs. So maybe check yeah. your okay, facial yeah. okay. reactions, yeah, Micah. Okay. <laughs> I'll play. I'll so, play peekaboo over here. <laughs> it's about a man named Joe Exotic 
who is a gay man who runs a tiger big cat rescue sanctuary is so charming he convinces two straight dudes to marry him and then gets involved in the nefarious like uh underground black market cat breeding circle and so does this other chick who runs a big cat rescue named carol baskin who also has issues with illegal cub trades or something and then there's a fat guy that has a lot of wives and he's pretty trashy (laughs) and then uh carol baskin supposedly killed her husband by feeding him to tigers and covering him in sardine oil but joe exotic put out a hit on her because he didn't like her and that is what landed (laughs) him in jail for 22 years the end all right so you're not so far off i i think the piece pretty much a lot of it together there are some fine details in there um there is no hero to this story um i i know every tiger trainer is a piece of shit to like weird different extremes um okay i would i'll i'd say one more thing and i'll let micah take over the carol baskins joe feud is about much more than just not liking. It is because Carol Baskin specifically grandstands on hers as an animal sanctuary. It is not not manipulating and profiteering off of these animals. It's this. And Joe Exotic, it's it's this whole back and forth they have where she's kind of playing the holier-than-thou card, preachy card, but yet she's doing some shady stuff. Obviously, the yes, the potential murder of the ex-husband, that is a thing. But she also has like this <laughs> kind of shady. weird pyramid scheme tier system for her volunteers. And you have to get to like... Oh, yeah, the different colored yes, shirts. Yes, you have to get to a certain level before she even talks to you or like whatever. Yeah. So she's also like not clean and doing weird. And Joe is very much calling her out on a hypocrite. But to like the most extreme redneck hillbilly level you could. Yeah, I mean, pretty much what you said covered probably episodes one through three. Yeah. Like. Oh, okay. You, you've probably covered at least the first three, maybe first four episodes. Five, six, and sevens where it really starts to lose its shit mm-hmm. and go like, <laughs> like from here to like up here. Yeah. I know a chick gets her arm bitten off and then Joe Exotic puts on an EMS jacket. That's episode that one. Episode That's episode one. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's why in the chat when I was like, this chick <laughs> just lost her arm. Spoilers, but not spoilers, because it's the first episode. Yeah. Uh, You're also like, are you guys watching this show? Because somebody just got their arm bitten off by a tiger. And I was like, huh, Okay. <laughs> You know, till, and then the meme started exploding. <laughs> wait till episode five with the idiot that, yeah, I'm. I'll just leave it oh. at that. Well, <laughs> the guy. If you see the meme of the guy in the office doing the Macaulay Culkin, yeah, what's he looking at? The idiot. Tell me, it's no. Fine. All right, so spoilers. Kyle has been guessing up to this point. Spoilers are happening for now on forward, like five minutes. You'll be fine. I think I might be one of only 20 people in America so, that hasn't watched Tiger King. The two so. straight dudes that married Joe Exotic, who were definitely being manipulated for drugs or money, 
One of them, Travis, Horses. was a, like a young boy from California who moved out, who was giving like copious amounts of weed, like shown with bags of weed, like the size of like two grown men heads. Like it, it was absurd. And like that was his regular like weekly supply he was going through. God damn. Yeah. Uh, clearly depressed and being manipulated and whatever. Uh, just up and shoots himself. <laughs> In front well, of not even, not even like that ain't that's not even the worst part. Like the guy telling the story is talking the the Macaulay Culkin yeah. face dude. He's telling the story about how like every time you see Travis, like he would point a gun at you and like pretend he's gonna shoot you or shoot himself. And, or made lots of jokes yeah, about wanting to himself. kill himself for like yeah, so at least a it was year always, or so. This was going on. It right? was a running joke, and then. He comes up into the office one day and he's like, "Yep, yep, ha 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 and and it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that clip is the actual reaction of that happening in person, like in that very office across the room, which makes those yeah, they jokes show it. They show it from the uh, dark and funny. <laughs> they show it from the security cam vantage point, like the guy sitting in the chair, sitting there talking to him, and then you see the the muzzle flash." And then dude's like, stop playing. Mm-hmm. Stop playing. And then he freaks out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would too, man. If somebody just killed themselves in front of me. Like, shit's weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. As a nihilist, I'm still really weirded out by, like, dead things and dead people. Why are you weirded out about that? I should, that as a nihilist, that you should be, like, completely cool with that. It's still weird to see somebody dead. Because it's like, it's almost like it's a private thing. Hmm? Like, I don't know. It's weird because they're dead. I don't know, man. Oh, no. That's probably some old time religion that got wedged in I think in so, there. yeah. Uh, I think a yeah. nihilist opinion would be like, when you're dead, toss me in a dumpster. I'm I'm a nothing. And, There's and that's no what I care about for me. Like, <laughs> that's what I care about for me. It's weird. Like, I always think about, like, when I'm dead. There's going to be a lot of people that I've never met that are going to see my penis. That's what <laughs> you think about. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong, though. There's a lot of people that are going to be look like, oh. Look at this guy's penis. I feel like what you should do, and I think this is like a totally trademark Kyle move to go out on, is I think you need to take like a Sharpie and and do something special down there. I don't know what. For for the Undertakers? Yes. Yes. So they have like, they've got a good story. And you'll always be that Undertaker's story going forward. Man, I should look up his name. (gasps) Whoever... And then write, like, hi to that guy on my dick and balls. Yes. And then shoot myself in the head at a tiger sanctuary. I see that the thing you're missing with Tiger King <laughs> is, like, there's a whole, like, run for president, That's run for governor. That's what I was going to bring up. The light side there's is a- Joe runs for president. And there's a whole episode focused on his candidacy run. And it's and then fantastic. There's, there's another guy that gets involved that looks like the like the walking billboard for fucking Tommy Bahama. Uh huh. The meme you've like, seen this how guy. Do they, how do they have all this fucking footage? Like this guy's so they, recorded for six years. Yeah, he started in like 2014, 2015. He was recording. Mm-hmm. And then Who, the guy that made the documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then he put all the footage together. Like Joe went to jail last year. Mm-hmm. So this was pretty recently because yeah. it looks like 
to me, it has like a very eighties, early nineties feel. But this is like, oh, no, that's just just the other day. No, that's it's just the, the the way these people operate. It's the it's that's the culture. Really still white trash. It's the culture. Two thousand nineteen. Like what Joe Exotic's wearing. Like it looks like what you would see every dad in Walmart wearing in like nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. It's that. It is. I, I I say it is seven hours of perfect people watching. Just wow. I know it's people watching. Wow, and this cringe, is which is both up my alley. Kyle, I will say there is a moment in this show, and you don't care about spoilers, so I'll just say what it is. I'm not going to spoil what's happening during it, but there is a eulogy that is peak cringe, and I think it's up there with like some of the most cringy stuff out there i i, I will not say more. i i feel like i should say more somebody singing <laughs> tackily oh okay uh, people are waving their hands and clapping <laughs> oh awesome. it's it's awesome. something man it's i i think there are parts you'll really really enjoy in the show but what sucks though like the tiger is my favorite animal of all time. Like you'll enjoy the show the because the people who are really? using these tigers fucking are going to get it. All are going to get it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if I want to see the tigers even get used or it doesn't not treated. It doesn't have a lot of bad footage of tigers. I mean, there are some scenes where it shows like you, you find out some people were doing things. Yeah. For sure. But the, 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 the way they present it is, the whole reason they're breeding tigers is because it costs, he can like me or you at the, at the point that this was going on could buy a tiger for $2,000. And then he was making up to $200,000 in a three month period from a baby tiger. Mm -hmm. But then the, the issue that they run into is after that three month period, that tiger becomes something they have to take care of. They have to feed, they have to cage, they have to house and they can no longer make money off of it because you can't mm-hmm. fucking pose with a full grown ass tiger anymore. Yeah. It, well, it yeah, also, it, it, goes, yeah, so it goes through the toddler it? phase. It starts to get like kind of lippy and aggressive. You can't have people around that, obviously. Sure. And supposedly nobody was killing them off and yada, yada. Like at one point, the uh, the Joe Exotic guy makes the comment that he has two hundred and twenty seven tigers. But good God, mm-hmm. like there there are suggestions throughout the show that they would they would cull them and they would kill them and everything else to make room for new ones. That's what they do to fucking baby boy chicks, man. Mm-hmm. They just toss them in this giant grinder thing. It's terrible. Yep. Yep. But there's more. There's yeah. there's more. There's Though even like from taking the tigers out of it, taking like the murder out of it, like even watching how Joe runs his operations is a fascinating uh, uh, example of a business steadily in decline. And you can see all the bad choices (laughs) being made. And that's equally like fascinating. Okay. So that you that reminds me, there was this show that Micah might know. So let me let me set this page here, Micah. It was on True TV. Are you familiar with True TV? Uh-huh. It was about a biker bar at Sturgis, I believe. 
It was run and operated by a white guy with dreadlocks. Dak Shepard. Uh, the something saloon. What the fuck was it? I know what you're talking about, but I never watched it. Oh, it was a terrible show. And it's just like Ryan said. It was almost like it was uh, just poorly, poorly run business that was in a steady... Like, these people are hanging on for just dear life, and it is not going to get better. It was just sad. Every episode. No, it's... I think Tiger King just hit... Everybody stuck at home. And it just hit the perfect, they they dropped it at perfect time for it to be just this whirlwind that just kind of took everybody, everybody by storm and everybody wanted something, something to get their minds off everything that was going on anyway. So it, it just kind of hit at a perfect time and like it, it's hit a wave that reminds me of when making a murderer season one come out. Like it's mm-hmm. just yeah, it was, taking over social media. Agreed. It's one of those things. Cause like everybody has Netflix Everybody can watch it. Everybody's stuck at home and everybody that you know is talking about it. So like it's this cultural phenom that is just unavoidable. Um, I kind of feel like the first Stranger Things seasons had this too. Like everybody was talking about that show that first season. You could not hear about it. Bird Box Everybody on your social medias. Yeah, for some reason. Haunting of Hill House was that way as well. Yeah, it's one of those, and it, it happens a lot with the Netflix shows, especially again because everybody has Netflix, mm-hmm. except for Sean Mel Downey for some reason. I don't get, but everything that dude does confuses. Well, he's me. not a fan of flicks or the net. Oddly, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't get it. He's seen like four movies in his entire life, and one of them is Naked Gun. Now, now it's Naked Gun. The other were all three Mighty Duck movies for some weird reason. I don't know why. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. And then uh, what was the Fat Camp movie? Heavyweight. Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Did you guys watch Heavyweights? Yeah. 100%. I, there's my cursing. Yeah. I'm out. I, I'm just cursing all of the storm this episode. That's it's like gone. the fourth time you said fuck. I'm just telling it's you. It's just out. It's, it's all it's, Yeah. I'm garbage. I'm a garbage person. <laughs> No, Ben Stiller's in that movie. I put that on in yes, family he's video great in that movie. all the time. I love that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and honestly, Good Burger, which is, I think, too young for you, Kyle. Oh, you're nodding. It was at the theater I went Okay. At. All right. I think, I I've thought you might Burger. be uh, too old for it by the time it and came was, out. No, I was really into all that as a kid. I loved Nickelodeon and uh, Snick. You remember Snick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved Snick, man. All that. And what else did they have? Are you afraid, Are you afraid of the dark? dark? Was it was that part of Snick? Was that how they went out with yeah. it? There's Roundhouse. Do you guys remember Roundhouse? No, I don't remember. It that was one. a precursor to uh, all that. Uh-uh. It was more of like uh, I believe it was Canadian, but it was more like total sketch comedy. Like they wouldn't like all that was more Saturday Night Live, where they would actually like have sets and people in costume. But Roundhouse was just like sketch comedy, like, oh, here's the scene, I'm at a diner, oh, blah, 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 and this guy comes in and he's wearing his hat upside down. Blah, let's see what happens. Let, that shit okay. is what Roundhouse was. <laughs> Had like four seasons, though. Huh. No, I'm not familiar with that one at all. I wonder if it's streaming. I saw people online today talking about Guts. You guys watch Guts? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do you have it? <laughs> guts. 
I loved Guts, uh-huh. man. Guts, and Guts then the uh, the one that had the the kids that had the different color shirts, where you'd have the three different uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. No, 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 no. Legends of the Hidden Temple was good too, but this was uh, Wild and Crazy Kids. I loved Wild and Crazy Kids, man. That one sounds familiar. I remember the name, but now I can't picture it. I don't remember what yeah. they it was did. Three. You'd have like was, three teams that would have different color shirts, and then they would do like outdoor stuff, like big water balloon fights or huh. or malls. It was always, it was pretty crazy cool stuff. I loved Wild and Crazy Kids. It was Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, there were three hosts, wow. two, three teams. Omar Gooding was one of the hosts. <gasps> mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding's brother. I remember then, uh, it now. Donnie, Donnie Jeffcoat. Was it Johnny Donnie Jeffcoat? Yeah. Was uh, it was a lady was a host too. Summer yes, Summer name. something. Not it wasn't Summer Sanders. It wasn't Summer Sanders. Okay. She didn't come around until uh, what was that game show that she hosted? That was the one that uh, I might be getting this confused with that figure one. Figure it out or something like that. Uh, figure it out. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. God, good pool. I I loved Figure It Out when it was on. I, I did too. I enjoyed Summer Sanders. She was funny. Yeah. She had, and she was an Olympian, I believe. She was. She was a swimmer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. Man, Nickelodeon was great. Yeah. Our, Remember, what we're, we're giving kids today is, is garbage compared. I did hate uh, Nick Jr., though. Uh I never saw uh, a sick day from school or like summer summer break because I've always been a lazy kid that just watched TV all day or played video games. <laughs> I what's weird? I'm such a fucking weeb. Like I would watch Nick Jr. just because it was cartoons. Uh... Like I I could have watched soap operas or something, but it, no Nick Jr. because it's cartoons because I'm a man child. Like, soap so operas can, aren't uh, any better. This can wrap around to your question from like 45 minutes ago. Um, okay good the reason why i got so into tv shows is because we didn't have cable when like when i was growing up like it was there was sound engineer andrew yeah there was no cable there was no satellite we were you know the four channels fucking fox cbs so i got into the series because from seven o'clock to ten o'clock you had to watch whatever series was on tv so i think there's probably some something in there that started that from way back then because I didn't have a choice but to watch series from that end. I was a weirdo. I don't I think it's because a lot of the shows that I watched as a kid were already in syndication. So I didn't understand that like TV shows and especially like a lot of the ones that I watched like would have an overarching story. Like nothing ever was connected in the stuff that I watched. It was more like kind of sitcommy. I watched like a lot of Green Acres, a lot of Nick at Night. Again, I, I was super into Nickelodeon in general. Hmm. Like that was that was my channel. Um, uh, the only time I, I got that stuff is when I was sick and went to my grandmother's house. Yeah, the only uh, the only thing to me going to the movies was always a big deal because we did that so rarely that like that was this cool big thing, and I think that's why movies to me too are sort of this big thing in my life still because it was this big special event when we went to them. I remember we did a double feature once and that was mind blowing. We saw like, I I want to say Toy Story and Nightmare Before Christmas like the same day. I think I probably, I I probably hurt time, myself with movies with working at Blockbuster just because I consume so much that I, I got burnt out and 
there was a point like I had seen everything there was to see from 2005 to 2008. All right. Like, Micah. I'd watched everything. I see you shaking I'm, your head. I'm with Ryan, you. But- I'm with you, Micah. Yeah. I'm with you, Micah. I'm kind of with him, too. I could see it because of watching so many movies in that time span. Like, you would start to see, like, the obvious tropes that so many movies are just built on and don't do anything with. This is something that, you know, you and I complain about pretty frequently still with a lot of the movies we do watch because you're they're still tropey. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That said, I think that allows you to really truly fully enjoy and appreciate the weird movies like the the bitch yeah, and I the agree. lighthouse and uncut gems and uh, Midsummer and Hereditary and Us and all these movies that are so weird and different. I think, I don't know, I, I, I think it gives you a, an appreciation. You do start to see tropes and then you start to see people break that and you start to see people do something with it. And then I think it, it gives you an appreciation in a different way. You're not wrong and I think sometimes it makes you come at movies differently like, if you had, Micah, I'm sure you had movies you enjoyed before you started working at Blockbuster, that then you worked at Blockbuster, saw all those movies, and then you went back to, like, with that movie you enjoyed before, and you looked at it very differently, yeah? Yeah, you mean, like, what dreams may come? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. You, you start to take on, like, kind of, I don't know, a, a new... Uh, appreciation almost i guess so like, yeah that's a good I get word what you're for saying. it i think because I, I kind of feel that's sort of the reason you and i even feel justified in reviewing movies at all i feel because yeah. we both have seen a whole lot and we kind of we have an understanding of what mm-hmm. makes a good movie what it takes at least to us and our personal taste yeah. so like we can spot those tropes and i think yeah if you get entrenched in it enough they get annoying. I totally get it. Especially if you have to watch a lot of cookie cutter stuff like you would at a blockbuster. You couldn't get into a cool, hard R independent movie because little Timmy's going to walk in <laughs> one Super Mario and you can't have Nympho by whoever the hell made that. Lars Von Trier. You know it's Lars Von Lars Trier. Trier. <laughs> I mean, I think we've discussed this, though. I'm pretty shitty fucking, or I've discussed this at some point on a podcast. <laughs> I'm a pretty. I was a pretty shitty manager. I would leave whoever was working with me up front, and I'd go in the back and watch movies in the fucking office. So, like movies what? that you had just taken from up front. Yeah. Where, like where were you a, a manager TV, of? A blockbuster. Okay. Blockbuster. Right. Like I would, I would have my CSR up front running the store, and I would be in the back in the office with like one screen on a security camera and like the movie on another king on the, the movie I'm watching <laughs> just like, yep. Fuck you. You got this. You're so lucky. Family video was so cheap that they essentially, uh, they paid managers like one and a half times what they paid their CSRs. And essentially you're just, you're a CSR in addition. So if the time slot re- requires two people and you're a manager, you only have one other person who's working with you. So you have to do the work of the CSR in addition to manager duties. You don't have that time in the back. So I I did not have that luxury. I, from sadly. what I can tell, 
from what I can tell from the family video here, there's not even like an office per se, is there? Like No, now they they shut them down and they're just places to hold toilet paper and like movie cases and like maybe an employee uh, uh, bathroom. That's it. Yeah, see, we had, in the, the Blockbuster, we had two bathrooms. One was designated as employee a room just for cases and then an entire room that was like an office room. Like, so we had tons of space like you could disappear would you guys, easily would you guys ever like hook people up with like free rentals and stuff if you thought they were cool or anything like what was your criteria well if i if i was trying to get laid of course yeah i get that i will say for sure there was a cute chick that when i was working in north carolina who came in and was a regular and uh she was asking about taking the candy for fr- just having the candy i was like I mean, if you take it, I'll just say I won't see it. And I totally, like, turned a blind eye to her taking it to, like, get cool points in her favor. It did, <laughs> I totally, it did nothing for me, but I totally did no. that. Um, I totally feel you there, buddy. I definitely did that. But that was back before I was manager. When I was manager, I did not cut that shit. But I'd cut late fees all the time. People come in and I know be like, yeah, just sign this. I'll say you had some defective stuff. No worries. It's It's cool. I would say yeah. I would say I'm opposite on that. Like when I was a manager, it ramped up. Really, really, because you had more power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, power corrupts. Man. That's, I'm telling you. I I guess I picked and cho- chose like the people who I knew were trying to exploit things versus people who like legit had issues. You know what? What age range did you work there, though? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like my, my demographic. How old or? were you when you worked? I like, was at family video. Uh, I worked on and off from not on and off from the age of twenty through like twenty six. Uh, so we were about that the same. Say, right. I was, I was. Well, I was a little bit younger, so I would have been two thousand five. Would have been twenty one through twenty one through like twenty four. So I was like peak like horn level oh uh, <laughs> sure 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 exploitative i don't know man i've worked at the movie theater as a teenager and i hooked all the girls up with tickets and free stuff and well that stuff's a little bit harder to track than like dvds are not on the shelf and if somebody comes and does the inventory they can sure. clearly see it's missing sure yeah uh, so that was always my thing. And since I was smart enough, I knew like exactly like I, I'd get caught if I did this. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but if uh, you're going to take that candy, I can totally turn. That is fine. I can't get tracked for that one. That's what I, I would just use my free rentals because we got so many yeah. per week. I think we got five per week and I would just rent it out on my account and just, you know, was, hey, if you don't bring this back, I have your address. <laughs> was that as an employee or as a as a manager? Um, I think it's both. Best I remember. You got that many rentals as an employee? Yeah, I also hired in as assistant manager, so Family I can't confirm. Out, I can't man. confirm that, but I want to say it was five <laughs> across the board per week. Uh, I mean, Ryan hooked me up a couple times yeah. when he was manager at. Bye for the video. Yeah. I mean, I took care. I, also of, I took care of people who were cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd also talk games for like 
45 minutes while he's trying to check people out and just ignoring them, but scanning them. He's like muscle memory scanning and completely not acknowledging these people at all. No, I let the the other CSRs do it. That's their task. I'm manager. I get to do what the fuck I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, here's case in point of like, you just, you get a feel for like people as a manager when they come in. Tron. I knew Tron from the video, so I was like, this guy is cool. I set that guy up with so many free rentals and took off late fees many times. And then I met you. We did the podcast and he showed up on time. I'm like, hey, I know you from the video store. Tron, right? <laughs> He's like, hey. Yeah. Tron E, baby. Tron's a cool uh-huh. guy. Uh, but you just, you know, like people come in and you get like a sense of them as a person. And then I can work with them. If they're cool, I can work with them. If they're going to be the person real that's manipulating, real, eh, don't need you. I'll, I'll shut real that down. Real. Mm-hmm. How would people try to manipulate you? Would they just be like, oh, I read this and it didn't play? Yep. Like, yeah, you got that. That'd be the most the common. Defective one. Um, we had one real stubborn person, and sadly I can't remember his name, which is probably for the best for legal reasons. Um, but like he would always come in starting shit. He'd harass like the women's, uh, customer service representatives, like Anthea, who was like maybe my favorite employee. She was like this very tiny 80 pound, like very sick, thin white little college girl. And like, was very meek and mild. She would aggressively apologize to people. Like, so, but you put like a little bit of beer in her and she got like super fucking aggressive and she'd start like, fuck you and fuck man. I'm like, get out of this shit. And like, just lose her mind. She was hilarious. But like, she'd be like going around with vacuum cleaner and like this guy would follow her like really, really close and try to rub and touch up on her while she's like working and had to say stuff. Shit like that, and I'd have to, like, get him out. But, like, he'd come uh, constantly and be like, I'm going to rent this movie. And, like, we'd be like, you're not going to like it. You're just going to come back and say it didn't work. And, like, he would. He'd come back four or five times a day, like, an hour later after he rents something, and be like, this doesn't work. And it's like, all right, you just don't like it. And it got to the point where, like, I... The one day, like, I finally kicked him out of the store and called the cops on him, and he wasn't allowed back because we got into a huge fight was over Cloud Atlas because he picked up Cloud Atlas <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to take this one. I'm like, you're not going to like it, man. This is not going to be for you. How about you take a different movie? Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to take that movie and you're going to come back in an hour and it's not going to work. And sure enough, he did. And I was still working. I was like, I told you, man, I'm not going to give you your credit back. Like, you're done. You're done for the day. You're not getting any more free rentals. This is whatever. He was like, well fuck this and like just immediately had a fit and like started i don't remember what he was doing but he was getting very very loud there was another girl i was working with who was like starting to cry because of the confrontation that she was not even part of but it was like stressing her out (laughs) and like i'm handling it but like i called the cops that he like took he it was really funny i don't remember how it happened but like i was like this is escalating like, I'm calling the cops. I'm just going to call the cops. He was like, yeah, do it. I'll be waiting right here. I'll be waiting right here. I was like, all right. Hey, I, I'd like to just report something. Uh, I've got this custom. And, like, immediately he bolts out the door and starts running down the street. 
so the cops show up and awesome. I tell him what happened. I'm like, yeah, he ran that way. His name's this. Here's his address. Whatever. Uh, just we don't want him around the store anymore. Thanks. Tell him to fuck. I never off. saw him again. It was great, but yeah. things like that would happen. It's it's insane what you have to deal with, Micah. What was your craziest situation at Blockbuster? I would yeah. say I would say pretty similar. So you just someone who wants to bring back rentals all the time. I had a we had a lady we we referred to her as Dragon Lady because she walked <laughs> she walked you know perched forward and she had a big ass nose and shit. Um, but she would constantly bring stuff back like the same day or next day and say it didn't work and it was always a VHS and the VHS wouldn't play and so one day she brought one back and I remember wheeling a TV and a VCR out like on the cart, like the old school ones, like you had at the school. Yeah. Put it in and like hit, playing it, put it in, hit play. It played fine. And I was like, yep, get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so assertive nice. in like your early twenties. I would not have done that at all. I'd be the worst manager, man. I would. I, you kind of have to be because your employees aren't going to do anything and they're looking up to you to do I it. I know. No, so you kind of have to. I you would, just have to. I'd want to be like the cool guy, so I'd be like, "Ah, fuck that! You don't got to do that." And then, like, I do it all later. Be like, "No, I'll do it. Don't worry." I'm such a pushover. I started that way, but then you start to get annoyed by it real quick, and then you learn your boundaries very, mm-hmm. very yeah. quickly. Like, <laughs> I see you shaking your head, so I think you agree with that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Hey, boys. Uh, speaking of boundaries. There's an ever-moving one in the game that we're supposed to talk about for the next 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's a little video game called Call of Duty Warzone. It's a, it's it's a little independent game. Yeah. Again, we're back to these indie movies, indie games that come out of nowhere. Nobody saw this coming. It's from a publisher, uh, Ia. You might have heard of them. Ia? It's not oh. Ia. It's Activision. Oh, I'm sorry. A Thai vision. Activision. Activision is the big dog when it comes to the military shooter. Uh, EA tried many times with Medal of Honor. Ah, that's and, what it uh, is, yeah. Shit the bed every time. Nobody gave a shit. And then they bought Dice and did Battlefield, and now sometimes people care. That's accurate, yeah. That's it. Sometimes people care. I'm with Micah. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Anyways, so Call of Duty Warzone is a little specific because it's a... Uh, it's a specific game type. It is the Battle Royale of the Call of Duty games. And they actually introduced this back with Black Ops 4. That had the first Battle Royale mode. Was it yep. also called Warzone? Do you guys remember? Blackout. Blackout. Mm-hmm. I played um, a I played lot that of one it. too. Yeah. yeah. Um but Warzone is sort of the the new twist on it. Um nice that I think that Activision uh, is doing some different things with the Battle Royale formula. Like we said, with movies, you come to appreciate the tropes when they're played with. Um, the same thing with everybody has a Battle Royale, but they're all a little bit different. Everybody's tweaking something in them. And Warzone continues that trend. Micah, what's one of the, the newer things that Warzone does compared to other Battle Royales? Um, it does not have any of that stupid ass building like Fortnite. <laughs> does not have building like Fortnite, correct. Um, 
I don't. I haven't played PUBG, so I don't know how how it compares to PUBG. Um, but like PUBG is pretty basic compared to this. Um, and then Apex, it's not as um, it's not as futuristic. Like true, it doesn't have Apex like the, is a the lot level more of like sci-fi. guns and like sci-fi. Yeah, yeah there you well, go. Apex is also a little more faster moving because I think. Uh, you can still jump on walls in that, correct? And you can slide down hills forever. So it's all that one's more around the quick movement and the verticality. It feels uh, more arcadey. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a lot more faster paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Call of Duty Warzone is it's one of the, it's a lot more like PUBG. It's based in this realism. Uh, air quotes there around realism. It's a lot more. Grounded in a in a reality, like uh, it's real world weapons. You're you're just kind of running. You can't jump on stuff. You can't grapple hook around the maps. They're not kind of designed for that. Uh, everything has a more modern look to it all. So no, and that's what I appreciate about this Call of Duty in general versus um, some of the last couple of Call of Duties I really got out of. Like, is this one went more back to more of the realism and. You're not fucking the modern roots. Yeah, you're not jetpacking around and wall jumping and everything else. Like, don't give me all that shit. I just want to fucking shoot somebody. Sure, disagree. And I, I'm I enjoyed it. I liked it, but you liked I, all the I also stuff I also too. don't dislike this either. I've enjoyed it all. I'll say. Yeah, I liked it a lot more the first time I played it in Titanfall One and Two. Yeah. Uh, this is. I mean, it's true. You're right. Nobody played Titanfall, and that's the real tragedy here, damn it. I t- yeah. None of you played Titanfall. Titanfall 2, Could you imagine a Titanfall Battle Royale with mechs? It, it'd just be Apex, but with mechs. Dude, that would be so sick. Anyways, um, back to Warzone. One of the things that I like that this one does that changes it up that I've never seen is the amount of ways that you can actually come back and play. Uh, I really love that the first time you die, every time, unless the circle is just too small, uh, you get a shot to come back to life. You go one-on-one in the gulag against somebody else that has died on the map. It's a great little touch. I love this aspect. It's a nice way to just immediately get back in the action, not sit there and watch. Um, I also love that you can do an immediate buyback, too, as soon as somebody's dead. Uh, it's It's... It's all these little things that just make playing more enjoyable because you can get right back into it. Yeah, I I was gonna <laughs> I have like maybe one contentious point that I knew was gonna come up on the Warzone episode, and it was going to be uh, the Gulag. Uh, and it's I I hate that you brought that up first because I hate to start on a negative when I'm I think pretty positive. I think it's better overall to start, on Warzone. Yeah. Um, I don't like the gulag. I like the idea of the gulag in essence, but I think it makes the game too long to a point where I prefer Apex because it's so much shorter. But like, I feel like the, these Warzone games go on for 20 plus minutes, even if you're like in the top 40, you like, you're still not even making it to the very end and it's going on for a while. 
There are a lot more people in the games too, which I think mm-hmm. is also detrimental if you're going to have them come back so often. Because mm-hmm. these are like 150 person games. Yeah, and- I think that might be it. If if they were to cut the numbers down to like the apex numbers of like 60, 80 instead of 150, I'm much more yeah. into the gulag then. I, I that's that's my issue. It's just the length of it. But otherwise, I like the idea of now you can earn your way back if you're good enough. I love that. I just don't like the added length. I got you. And I, that's always been my big complaint with other games that people love, like League of Legends. Like, I don't want to sit here and play one game for 45 Mm -hmm. minutes and still lose and still not learn anything. Like, that's kind of why I like the Gulag, because even if you get shot, like, as soon as you land, like, you got a shot to come back and play more rather than load out, load up. Start another search. Wait for that to find. Like, there's there's more chances to play, um, mm-hmm. which I think is just all around beneficial. I do agree yeah. that it totally can extend the length of the games, though. It's I can it's meet always you gonna there. Be this weird balance. Yeah, I can meet you yeah. there. I I think I think an easy solution. I I think you wisely said lower that count. Just lower that player count, and I think you got a good balance. And just the, the nice thing. Is there's no cap though, like it. So once you've been to the gulag once, you the only way to get back is to get bought in. So mm-hmm. yeah, there there is no cap to it as far as buying back in. So I can potentially buy you back in three, four, or five times mm-hmm. if I have enough money. So what was your uh, what was your record on me, Michael? Was it four times in one game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got them kills though, baby. Yeah. I wasn't just fodder. So you're not. You're not stuck sitting there just screen watching the entire time. Like you always have a chance to come back if the people you're playing with are skilled enough to get you back. You're not just Mm -hmm. stuck out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a nice touch. Again, it it just makes it more enjoyable. It makes it more enjoyable to watch as well. Like, because you know that there's a chance, like, oh, I could get back into this. I should kind of pay attention to what else is around us. Whereas in other games like PUBG, once I'm dead, like I'm, I'm alt tabbed out. I'm browsing yeah. something else. I don't care. Or Apex, they Whatever. didn't get my tag um, in time, so I guess I'm just out. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Done. Yeah. So I agree. I, I really enjoy the buyback feature. I, I like that a lot, and I think that ties into maybe another feature that we're going to talk about, which are the missions, which I think are very clever as an addition to the yeah. battle royale gameplay mode. Why don't you explain the missions? What do we got? Um, so I'm probably not the best at them because I usually let other people get them and then just piggyback uh, off of them. Are there three or two? I know there's one where there's you have three. to be protected. You're you're getting hunted. Or what? Or you're hunting people. Or you're hunting people. Like, yeah. What are the other ones? There's bounty, which is the the target. Um, there is the scavenger, which is the magnifying. And then there is, um, the third one. I forgot what it's called, but it's the one where you had to secure the location and hold the point for like one minute or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So bounty, it'll, it'll randomly assign you to someone close to your proximity to go kill. And then it has the little threat bar up at the, the bottom to tell you how close you're getting to them or vice versa. If you're being the one that's hunted, it'll tell you, you know, threat is a one, a two or a three in comparison on where that person is to you on the map. 
Um, the one with the scavenger is three locations in a general direction with loot boxes that once you get all three, depending on which mode you're playing, will give you different types of weapons or different types of cash or different types of um, perks to to assist you. And then usually always at least an uh, one orange. Yeah. And if you're if you're playing regular battle royale, it'll it usually will drop gas mask as well. Um, and then the other one, the the secure the position is basically just to get you money. Either in either mode. And money is very important in this game because this also has the buy boxes, which uh, I think are also pretty unique to this franchise. Um, but there are random chests scattered throughout the game map that you can run up to, and that's where you initiate the buybacks of your uh, friends or teammates. You can also buy things like an armor pack. Uh, can you get ammo at them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get a munitions box. You can get, um, and you get the, uh, the, the self-revive. The loadout box. Yeah, um, or the, yeah, the call-in. So. Uh, you can get a lot of the um, kill streaks. Are you guys both fans of loadout boxes? I know Micah is. I mean, I am. I am on the random, the random part. I don't like to spend the money on them. Yeah, I like to just get what I get. I'm, I'm that type of guy. I run with whatever I get. So, I, um, I'm with you, Kyle. I think it's an interesting idea. I don't know if I necessarily like it because I love, I, I, I'm more into the idea of you surviving with what's there as opposed to getting this. Yeah. Deus Ex Machina from the heavens. And and I like the idea of being hunted by just what's there. Like, mm-hmm. if you're getting sniped, you know that, like, okay, there's one dude on the map that found the good sniper. There's probably, like, three or four good sniper rifles on the map, and this guy found one of them. Whereas, yeah. with the loadouts, like, everybody can make a sniper-shotgun combo that they can just pick, and it's... it. I feel like it'll eventually make the game a little stale, because everybody will automatically go for the meta weapon every time Mm -hmm. and then it's just it's gonna get boring whereas like oh i totally won this game i shouldn't have because i had and all i had was this smg that's like a purple but i made it work and i think that's much more dynamic gameplay and a much more uh remembrance gameplay like you'll remember that moment that you won that better than oh yeah i got the sniper out again and i sniped these five dudes i do it every time i don't know it just adds a little more to it a little more personality i think i think you're right i think you can you can kind of use it though because as i've noticed um when a loadout box drops it is like it's the thing people go to so a Mm -hmm. good strategy is to get near it and just wait Wait for people. Use it as bait. That's what our teams have done, and we've been able to pick off lots of people doing this. Yeah, it's a it's fun. Yeah. It's a solid pinch point, and it, mm-hmm. it's also a, a good spot for someone who is brought back in. If, if you survive the gulag or if you buy yes. back in, it's a it's a good thing for someone coming back into the map because you're going to be hard pressed to find decent weapons at that point, especially if you've survived into, into a smaller or smaller circle, everything's going to be picked over. That's what I do like about it is that it does still give you a chance if you do come back. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know on, on the scale. I think, 
I've probably played the most battle royales out of the three of us. Um, but I just want to kind of go around and uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why I said maybe. Remember, um, my college friends every... like I play regularly battle royales. True. I think I've played every battle royale that's available except for uh, the DayZ mod one. Same. I've now played DayZ. King of the King of the Kill. I think is the name of that one. Okay, I've not played so, any of Daisy, any Daisy or Mod. That one I'm out of. Um, but I want to know, like, I think we've all played a fair amount of battle royales, and we like the gameplay. I want to know where Warzone stacks up for you two. Um, Micah, how about you? Where do you rank this one? I think it depends on which mode you're you're talking about. Because if you're if you're talking about just flat out battle royale, like. That to me, I mean, it's it easily beats Fortnite and Apex for me, but I think even the the plunder mode that I've got into in the last week and a half or so, like that is above Battle Royale. Like that yeah, feels like, you like an, that style better. It feels like an entirely different game because it is an entirely different purpose to the game. Mm-hmm. I have yet to play Plunder, so I will have to try that out. So the the whole thing with plunder is you're you're banking cash and every crate you open is going to have an x amount of cash anything from you know 1000 to 2000 to to 20000 if you find gold crates um and then you have to you have you have to bank that cash but there are certain areas on the map that are designated as banking spots so you go in and you call the helicopter in and then it takes 15, 20 seconds for the helicopter to appear. And then you've had to physically run up to the bag and like deposit your cash. So that, that makes those, those points kind of like the same as the loadout box points. They're pinch points that everybody will camp in order to, to try to take people out as you're camping it. Uh, but you still have the buy boxes to where you can buy, um cash balloons but you can only <laughs> you can only save 150,000 at a time through a cash balloon that cost you 30,000 where if you call in a helicopter you can deposit as much money as you want in the time frame that it's there with the chance of being shot so you've got that you know do I do I go for the the spot where there's going to be people and activity or do I stay on the outer edge and spend the 30 grand every time and then the goal is to to get to a million dollars, be the first team to a million dollars. And I've gotten really good, uh, especially today, like soloing. I can get up to about eight hundred thousand dollars just by just, myself. God damn! And nicely done. It's uh, it's it's a whole different style of gameplay, and there's a, like a fifteen second respawn time, so you can die. But when you die, you don't lose all your money. You take a penalty hit, and you lose half of or not half, but you lose part of the money that you have. But it's like I said, it it feels like an entirely different game mode or a different game in general, just because of the mindset of you have the respawn, but you also have to be careful about banking your money. So for you, Warzone is top because it's pretty solid. And there's also some variation in the gameplay that keeps it sort of fresh for you. Yeah, and I'll be. It'll be interesting when they add the. Supposedly, they're adding like the duos and the 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 triple team, like 
because right now you basically you've only you can play as a three stack or you can play by yourself. Yeah. Or you, I, I mean, you can play as a two stack, but then you're you're running into people that have three people on their team. Like there is no force mode. There, there's rumors of having a, a duos only and having um, up to five or six people per team. Like that'd be pretty sweet. That that could be interesting, and that could elevate it some more. But yeah, it's it's easily the the one I spent the most time in. What about you, Ryan? Um, I will say Warzone is I just immediately piggy piggybacking off of Micah is not the one I spent the most time in. Um, outside of maybe PUBG, it's the one I spent the least time in. Uh, that's not true. I I spent even less time in Fortnite. Because I also hated the building aspects of that, like Micah did. Um, but I've I've not spent too too much time with Warzone. I'm finding it a little. I don't know. I'm playing it with um, pretty regularly with a group of friends from my college, and it's fine. This was my old Apex group, but I I find myself missing Apex. I miss kind of maybe the arcadiness of it. I miss the powers, the different like skill sets you had. Um taking that away and going back to just kind of the realistic gun shooting survival stuff feels fine. It, 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 I don't know. I feel like I'm going to come off really negative here at the end, but I enjoy my time with it, but I also Yeah. I also don't I kind of don't want to play this when it's sitting next to apex i would much rather play apex i feel like apex has hit the groove i want in a battle royale game and this is doing some very very interesting things which i really enjoy and honestly i'm hoping apex looks at and even borrows from Mm -hmm. in future um updates but i still prefer the art style the character to that game the powers everything about that uh, Call of Duty still a little bit. I don't know. It feels a little samey. This doesn't feel like outside of the few Gulag and the few additions. It doesn't feel too drastically different from Blackout, so to speak. They add five player, six player teams. Then I think I change. Then I think I get into it because then it does something very very different and it will feel like a whole because doing the three person team thing. It's not going to win for Apex for me specifically. But if you open that up, I'm into it. And and the one thing Call of Duty has been doing really good with for this latest release is iterations and game modes, changing that up. So I, I hope they do. Yeah, I'm almost going to be 100% agreement with you, Ryan. Whoa. I think, hands down, I prefer Apex as well. I really enjoyed my time with Apex. I did not see that coming, to I be played honest. It- um, I only, I didn't like that so many people didn't like it, so I didn't get to play it with a lot of you guys that much, but I enjoyed Apex probably the most, it felt the most competent, the most well put together. Um, Warzone is probably a pretty close second, though. Warzone is also a very well made battle royale, and I like this one a lot Hard because everybody is still playing it, um. Yeah, then all then the, all the others come into the wayside. I don't care about them as much. I played PUBG the most just because that was the one that everybody had for a while, yeah. and it was default. Uh, I also hate Fortnite. Um, 
I do. I tried Fortnite a lot yeah. because it's what my <laughs> nephews and all those kids play, and I was trying to be hip. It didn't work out. Um, overall, I think Warzone is a great game, though. I think everybody should play it. I know it's free for everybody, yeah. so you got no reason to not play it. It's a free game that is pretty well made. Uh, so is Apex, though, right? Mm-hmm. Apex is free to play. Yeah. Play them both. I, there's room for the for both, especially like if they open up the players. There are room for both. Both very well made, mm-hmm. though. Um, Micah, homie, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us, buddy. Yeah, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm glad I could make it. Hey, uh, was there any elephant in the room? <laughs> Still, can we ever talk about that? It was. The, he didn't think that we'd ever had him on the show. That was the elephant. Oh, was that it? Yeah, and then he's like, oh yeah, you guys totally did have me on. We totally shut that down. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, look, look at him. <laughs> look at him with that smug look. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys are right. You totally had me on. He, was, he came here ready to pitch a fit, and then it immediately got squashed, and he doesn't know what to do now. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> the story of my life. <laughs> ready to pitch a fit. <laughs> Mike, no, I'm glad I'm glad you got to come on. Uh, you should come on the show a lot more. I like having you on, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'm here whenever you need uh, somebody to talk about movies or TVs for, you know, an hour and 15 minutes and avoid the main well, topic. Well, I do know, uh, I don't think I've discussed it with you, but Just we do have certain it. people that are kind of known on the show for a thing. And I was thinking about this the other day completely for no reason before we'd even talked about having you on. I was like, man, I think I want to make uh, Micah the Robin Williams guy. So anytime there's a Robin Williams movie, you're on, buddy. Yeah, you did this face. to yourself. You did this uh-huh. to yourself. <laughs> I, the, the the only caveat to that is he's not making any more movies. So at some point, uh-huh. out. we will get we will get through them. It's finite. It's a finite catalog. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it will it will end. <laughs> there's a lot to get through at some point. So, anyways, what I'm saying, anytime from here on, Robin Williams. It's you, baby. You're on. I got you. You're the, you're the Robin Williams guy. So. Oh gosh. Um, that's fantastic. That's really uh. <laughs> that's all. All I gotta say, man. Uh, I had something else I wanted to say, but I forget it because I got off on a Robin Williams tangent. So. I think it was worth it. It was worth it yeah, for whatever, awesome. whatever it took to get that. Uh. <laughs> uh I we'll say joke. <laughs> That designation applied to Micah as Robin Williams Brooks expert. Gets, Brooks gets Brooktober, and I get uh, Robin Williams. I mean, that, that's fair. <laughs> well, so Laura gets kung fu movies, and she hates those. So. Yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> oh, oh, Micah, I'm sorry. Robin Williams was never in Private Valentine that you'll ever, <laughs> never have to watch. So I think you're okay. I love Private Valentine because it is terrible. It is. That's why I love it. it. Is that terrible. movie's great. It's... I'm so upset we didn't get to watch Crossroads this year. I'm I'm glad we watched something <laughs> else instead. I'm very glad. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Boom! Losing it. Um, will I see either of you guys tomorrow? Because this is Friday. Tomorrow at our movie night. Which is hopefully Hot Rod. (laughs) I'd be okay with it being Hot Rod. It's probably going to be Tremors. 
I think it will be trimmers. It's trending towards mm-hmm. trimmers. But Hot Rod is putting up a way better fight than I expected. Yeah, me too. I'll be honest. I thought that was going to be last and nobody would care. I, yeah. People like Hot Rod. I'm so happy. So there's hope. I'm so happy. There's I'm hope. so happy. I'm not committing to anything because um, so <laughs> pull back the pull back the curtain a little bit. The uh, the Mexican restaurant that you guys went to with us um, before the wedding is yeah. serving margaritas to go. And uh, nice. We're, we're planning on seeing what the limit is this Saturday on, on those. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, man, get tanked on margaritas. I'll go buy some margarita mix. We'll watch trimmers together. I want margaritas. I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get some margaritas ryan let's all have margaritas together all right done i'll put that i'll put that when i make the it event be. i'll be like it's a margarita mixer night so and people know it now if they're listening anyways i gotta shut up it's like you guys gotta go to work we all got to work at home dog right i know i, know. I roll over and go <laughs> click login <laughs> hey uh if you don't yet you should support us on patreon uh patreon.com slash experience grind ryan has a new show up there where he is ranting about things that he cares about very passionately mm-hmm. um we also have our king of the hill episodes which i have edited the newest one to come out that'll be happening very soon and that's coming back and then sean and i are also doing a weird dumb little show about animal crossing so if you like that uh there's a lot of things that you can get on our patreon and it's only a dollar i know things are kind of tough right now mm-hmm. But hey, we're trying to entertain, and entertainment is not a thing that you can skimp on right now, because everything sucks. <laughs> it's not something you can put a price tag on, but we are. It that is too. one dollar. It's, it's one dollar. One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, Micah, again, I love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. We'll have you back real soon. I promise you a good Robin Williams movie. Um, yeah. But until then, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. I'm Micah. And uh, we'll catch you later. Micah, take us out in that high-pitched voice you do. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs)